Kedushin, Perik Base, Mishnah Hay 2.5, and the Mishnah discusses more scenarios in which um, one gets married under false or mistaken pretenses, uh, starting out by saying, Hamakadish Esaisha Almanash Nadarim. A man agrees to marry a woman, but he says it's on condition that she doesn't have Nadarim, uh, she hasn't taken certain um, vows that restrict her ability to enjoy basic things of life, like drinking wine or eating meat wearing colored garments, and the like. So, um, if you make such a condition, and it turns out that v'nimtsu aleh nadarim, turns out she actually has taken on a vow to not eat meat, etc., so then e'na makudesha, she's not going to be the marriage is binding for the very same reasons we said in the previous Mishnah's Mishnah based on Gimel. It was a condition that wasn't met. Now, what happens if the Mishnah now says a new point that we haven't said up to now? Kansastam. He didn't realize she was a vegetarian, let's say, that she's not just a vegetarian, she had vowed never to eat meat, and uh, then therefore he marries her, not without any explicit conditions. But then, you know, he says after two weeks of being married, how come we have tofu every night for dinner? And she says, oh, you know, because I took a netter not to eat meat. Well then, says the Mishnah, suba. So now um, she is going to be divorced from him, and she loses her ksuba because we're saying that presumably a person would not be agreeable to marry a woman who took a nadarim that restrict her ability to enjoy herself or to live a happy life, and he doesn't want to be married to someone who's taken on these nadarim that restrict her. But we don't know for certain that he would have objected the time that he gave her the ring, etc., and therefore she will still need a get. But the get is misuffic. The get, we're saying, so we're, we're saying things which sound contradictory. On the one hand, we're saying, She's not married, and therefore she loses her ksuba. On the other hand, we're saying she is married and requires a get to marry somebody else. And the reason is because since we're not sure what he had in mind, it wasn't explicit, so we have a suffolk, an uncertain situation, and therefore we go suffolk doraisa lachumra. We're afraid of the possibility they're married on a doraisa level, and therefore we make sure she gets a get before we marry somebody else. But since we're not sure they were married and she was entitled to her ksuba, therefore we have like hamotza mechavera levaraya. She'll have to bring proof somehow that he was agreeable to it. If she can't, then he'll say, listen, I was never agreeable to this marriage in the first place, I was misled, and she won't be able to get him to pay her ksuba. Similarly, if he says, if he says, I'll marry her on condition she has no physical blemishes, and I'll define what those are in a moment. It turns out she does, so then, of course, she's not married for the very same reasons we said, up to now, repeatedly, he made a stipulation which wasn't met. Now, like the previous case, the Mishra, where we say a normal person can be presumed to not want to marry a woman who's like called a Nadranit. She's someone who's bound by restrictive Nadarm. So, too, we can assume that a person is not agreeable to marry a woman who has these um, significant, you know, uh, blemishes in her in her body. And therefore, um, if Kansa Stam, if he married her without making an explicit stipulation regarding any woman, then Venimsuba woman, it turns out she has one of these blemishes, then Tetsuba. Then again she will um like the previous case, she, we consider the marriage not binding, but it's just suffolk. It's just probably not binding, meaning she won't get her ksuba because we assume he wouldn't have agreed to this marriage if he'd have known that she had these blemishes. However, we're not totally sure, and uh, maybe he at the time he gave her the ring he was would have been agreeable to it, and therefore um, she'll require a get. Now, says the Mishnah, what are the women we're talking about? Kol mumen ha-posen b'kohanim, posen benashim. It's the same list of blemishes that render a Kohen unfit to do the avoda 
serve in the Beis HaMikdash. Now that's quite a long list of items. It's basically the seventh parak of Masechah's Bukharos. I won't itemize them all here, but the gist of them are uh, things that you know the person has, like um, some sort of significant deformity where one limb is disproportionately large or larger than the other one, or a hunchback, and these kind of things. So, you know, there's significant things that make a person like kind of stare, if you will, in the context of Bukharos. So these kind of physical deformities, if they're so bad that Cohen is considered unfit to serve, so to a woman would be considered unsit, unfit um, uh, to be married unless, you know, her husband agreed to it and knew ahead of time. Uh, so obviously the case in our mission is one in which he didn't know she had this blemish. Either he had an agent to it without him seeing, or she concealed it from him, or something like that. She, he didn't know. If he could have known, and should have known, or would have known, and he married her anyways, uh, we assume that he that he uh, was agreeable at the time, and therefore this mission wouldn't really apply in truth. Um, now, in addition, the Gemara in, the mission in Ksubas, and the truth is this very mission exists in Ksubas word for word. Uh, the mission in Ksubas um, lists another eight blemishes that a woman could have that are peculiar to a woman that wouldn't that are applicable to Kohanim and their avoda, but they do constitute the kind of blemish that a man would safely be presumed to object to and therefore not want to marry such a woman unless he agreed to it explicitly. Um, so those eight are if she is exceptionally sweaty um, or if she has like very bad breath or some other kind of part of her body smells terrible. If she has a very deep voice that makes her like really unusually deep and strange. Um, if she has a large um, mole on her face, large meaning like the size of a, of a coin, or if she even has a smaller mole, but it's got like hair coming out of it. Similarly, if she has like a, a big scar from like a dog that bit her or something like that, or if her uh, breasts are like a very disproportionate size, one like a whole tefach bigger than the other, or if they're very widely spaced apart, more than a tefach, a hand's breadth amount of space between the two, like four inches. So then these are kinds of things that are considered to be blemishes that a typical man would object to, and therefore he could claim if he knew it, he wouldn't have agreed to it, and therefore it was a mekach tos, a marriage men or false pretenses. Um, the consequence, again, would be if he didn't know and didn't say and they got married, he could, upon discovery, he could say, I object to it, and she would not get a ksuba, but she still would require a get in order to... Uh, uh, to marry somebody else because maybe he wouldn't have objected at the time. At all events, um, he certainly can't, you know, five years later turn around and say, oh, I decided I don't like her after all, and I'm objecting to that mole on her face. No, that would be too late. Presumably, uh, if he found out about her, knew about it, and didn't object at the time, then indeed he was agreeable, in which case this is no longer an excuse to say it was a mekach